I'm getting hot already. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can finish unbuttoning your shirt from the bottom. <laughs> Why are the bottom three buttons of your shirt unbuttoned? So, all right. All right. I'll tell you the story. Um, I can't wait to hear it. So I was in here nude. You are really something special. Hit the music. Let's do it. Welcome to Adult Harder, the show for adults who just don't want to. <laughs> are, we, are we changing the catchphrase every Do you like week? It? We're going to go until we find one that's good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. We're okay. getting there. We're getting right. closer, I think. Not bad. I'm Clayton Smith. Hey, I'm Ryan Smith. We're twins, and we have a podcast about being twins. Wow. This is great. This, called this, called Adult Harder. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Uh, Yeah, dude. We're talking about something very adulty this week. Oh, like no. this might be the most adulty topic we've ever tackled here. Really? It might be too adulty for some listeners. Would you say that it's more adulty than the time we tried to capture Santa Claus? No, I would say less adulty <laughs> than that, but ah. definitely still very adulty. Okay. All right. Um, so it's like capture Santa Claus. Yeah. Ghosts. And then all the other Christmas episodes. <laughs> but then this one. Okay. Because today we're talking about how to buy a house. I don't know anything about that. Well, that's true. You're going to learn a lot today. Oh my God. This is going to be a great episode for you. I am so excited I because I've always in. wanted to buy a house. Have you? <laughs> so do I take I take that to uh, to mean you do not, in fact, own a house? I do not. I, in fact, uh, rent um, half a house. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, I rent the first floor of a um, two flat, I guess it would technically sure. be. Sure. I guess. Is that what they call it? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, you just signed a three-year contract for that <laughs> rental, did you not? I sure did, man. You, you were locked in. You got to lock in when when the going's <laughs> good yeah. or whatever. You so know what I'm saying? Why don't you Why don't you ever... Have you ever thought about buying a house? Uh, sure. Occasionally, the, the thought has crossed my mind, and it's something that I would consider. Um, but, uh, you know, it takes uh, it takes a lot of money. Uh, sure does. Also is quite a bit of responsibility. Well, that's true. All of which I don't really have or care for. Uh, <laughs> no money and no responsibility. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Uh, so, uh, you know, someday it's uh, I think it's a possibility. But uh, for me... Uh, right now, a three-year lease sounded pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. As you know, I do. Know. I currently own a place. It's not a house. No, it's like a little apartment. It's like a condo. Yeah, like a space. You know, top floor. We'll call it little. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's gr- adequately sized. I think it's perfectly but reasonable. It's not the size that counts. That's right. It's how you use it. How you do stuff with it. Yeah. And uh, before I, this, I also actually did own a house with yeah. a yard and stuff. You you were at that house. I've a few been times. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's very so this nice. I'm on my second round of home ownership, and so uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to share all the knowledge that I have gathered along the way. You're and, basically uh, an expert. I'm pretty much an expert. Wow. So uh, all right. So we're interviewing me today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> that's my that's my favorite way to do this. So why do you think people like to buy houses? Now, not you, obviously, <laughs> but if you were someone who liked to buy a house, why would you think you would want to do that? Um, I mean, I, I think having something to call your own is always important. Um, I also know that as a person who who knows a little bit about finance, that, that equity is always a great thing. Equity is a nice thing. So, you What know, is equity? Uh, it's your ownership of some sort of an asset. Uh. So a asset is a resource that a business owns. <laughs> hey, so I, do I, teach know, I know a lot about I this. I knew you would come through on this episode. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. <laughs> I think that's right. Pride of ownership is really great. Equity is very important. We'll talk about that because uh, in the second half of this episode, we're going to talk about the finances that go into buying a 
house. Wow, uh, nice. So we'll talk a little bit more about equity then. Also, here's a here's a great reason to own a house. Ready for this? Hit it. Unlike when you rent a house, if you own it, you can just fuck it all up <laughs> and not get in trouble. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. You want to smash a hole in that wall? Go for it. Yeah. Knock yourself not? out you and knock that wall out. Electrocute yourself and sure. nearly burn the place down? Why not? <laughs> Got a little personal just now. But you could do it. Yeah. I electrocuted myself and it was great. Yeah. And I and no one told me that that was, that was something I couldn't do because I own it <laughs> and it was my responsibility and my job and my right. That's right. As a homeowning human being to You're... shock the living daylights out of myself. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. So these are all really good, uh, really good reasons to uh, to buy a house. Sure. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. And I'm sure there are plenty of other good reasons. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Those are really it, I think. Yeah. I can think of some reasons maybe you don't want to. But well, it's not, not this show. No, it's a different show. <laughs> We're going to do a whole show on how to be a lifelong renter, and you're going to take control of that one. <laughs> Perfect. It's going to be great. Uh, so that be, that means that leads us to. What a show. So that leads us to the question of how do you go about buying that danged old house? That is a gr- that is a question I. <laughs> <laughs> that is a question that I've been asking myself just for minutes <laughs> at least seconds <laughs> well i think everyone knows you know you go on to uh to real estate websites like zillow or redfin and you can look around and like see what houses are available for sale and sometimes it's fun to just do that and see what houses are out there i do that sometimes it's i like kind to of neat. It's I a like, fun little game yeah i like to have a general idea of what the the, the market price is for for homes at the moment and yeah. the things that i could potentially buy someday but not anytime soon that's right now you can buy you can go on those sites and you can uh you know, connect directly with the owner if it's for sale by owner or the real estate agent, the selling agent, if you want. And you don't necessarily technically specifically need your own real estate agent. Right. However, step number one, if you're going to buy a place, get yourself a good real estate agent <laughs> because <laughs> the process is long and it's hard and it is tricky. And there is so much that, uh, you know, unless you're a real estate agent, a realtor, mm. as it were, mm-hmm. you're not going to know a lot of this stuff. Right? I bet. So, uh, so, Realtors do a lot of things for you. Uh, a, they're going to look and they're going to find houses. You're going to tell them, oh, I want a three bedroom, two bath house with a yard and uh, not buried, not built on top of a ancient burial ground. And they're going to say, great. <laughs> and they'll say, oh, in Chicago, uh, uh, $1.4 million. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And they're going to find you several houses that cost $1.4 million. <laughs> right. And they'll take you around and uh, they'll, they'll show you the houses and things. They also usually have a really good understanding of the different neighborhoods in your community that you're looking at. They can say, oh, this is a good neighborhood. This is a bad neighborhood. Uh, like, you know, when I moved to my neighborhood, my real estate agent said something like, you know, it's up and coming. And I said, Great, that sounds like uh, that sounds like it's in my budget, friend. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and of course, they handle things like if you decide to make an offer on a house, there's a specific process you have to go through and they handle that and they actually do the paperwork and they submit it and everything. Uh, they can be there for inspections. When I bought my most recent house, I was actually in New York uh, when the inspection happened. And so my real estate agent, who was wonderful, uh, his name is Riz Galani with Dreamtown here in Chicago. If you're in Chicago looking to buy a house, Riz is the absolute best. He a little went, harder. A little harder. Sponsored by Dreamtown Realty. <laughs> and uh, he was great. He was there for the inspection. He took care of everything and he called me up and let me know his thoughts. Um, and they, you know, they're just, they're just, they're, it's good to have an expert on your side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you don't want me there. I'll tell you that. Cause that's it, great. It will not be, it will I not did go bring well. you around or we looked, looked at a couple things and you, you, I thought I said, yeah. Hey, right. How, what do you think of this? And you said, I don't know. <laughs> that was not, not very, I mean, it was not very helpful. I tested out your bathtub. You did. You sat in the bathtub with no water running with yeah. all your clothes on for a while. And yeah. you said, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, wow, this is okay. Yeah. I checked out your deck. I thought, wow, that's a fairly 
decent sized deck for the area. Uh huh. So it was good. Yeah, yeah that's true. So yeah. you're going to need a real estate agent and you're going to need a Ryan. Definitely. And these are going to be the two members of your team that really help you <laughs> buy this house. Uh, and then a good real estate agent also will help you find a good real estate lawyer. And that's part of the process that not a lot of people think of. I actually didn't even think of it at all. Yeah. Yeah. When you buy a house, you got to sign a lot of contracts and there's sure. a lot of legal things at stake here. And so you need a real estate lawyer. Um, and so a real estate agent has probably worked with some and can say, hey, here's a good real estate lawyer. Let's bring this one on board. So uh, and there's lots more that realtors do, too. So finding a good real estate agent is really, really important. Finding a bad real estate agent is less helpful <laughs> than that. Uh, one time when I first started this most recent search for a place, yes. I went on to like Zillow or Redfin or something. And I was looking at houses and I'm like, oh, here's an interesting looking house. And you can say, oh, have someone contact me about. And I said, sure, fine. I don't know any real estate agents. Let me just drop one in here. Yeah. So I dropped my email address and information and a real estate agent called me and said, you want to look at this place? I said, sure. And she's like, great. Do you have a real estate agent? And I said, no. She's like, great. I'll do that for you. And I said, fine. <laughs> and she What a said, scam. <laughs> total scam. Because then she said, well, what kind of place are you looking for? And I said, you know, two bedroom, at least one bath. Um, you know, when I gave her my price range and I said, I, you know, would like to really not look at anything even above like 225,000. Mm. You know, like that's more, you know, that's the absolute top of yeah. you know, what I'm willing to even look at. And she goes, great, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you with a few uh, few ideas. So a few days later, she calls me back. She says, I found some great places. Here they are. And I looked up the addresses, and they were all over $225,000. <laughs> and I thought, this is ridiculous. Thanks so, for listening, friend. Yeah. And I said, thanks, but uh, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to handle this on my own. <laughs> then I did a smarter thing, and I asked some friends uh, if they have any real estate agent um, recommendations. And our good friend Kara did, and she recommended Riz, and Riz was wonderful. And I told him. $225,000 max, and he didn't show me a single thing that was over $225,000. There you go. And it was great. All right, so he can follow directions. That's I think that's important. Being able to follow directions yes. is very, very important. <laughs> so uh, ask for recommendations. All right, for good. friends, if you need to find a good real estate agent. Hey, do you have a, a good real estate agent? I do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good, yeah. I'd love to know the name. Yeah, for in, uh, for in 17 years when you think you might be ready to finally try Th to buy. Three to six <laughs> years. <laughs> great. <laughs> so that's how, kind of how the process goes, right? You find a good agent. Tell them what you're looking for. Be as specific as you can be. Here's the price. Here's how many bedrooms. Here's how many bathrooms. The type of house or apartment or condo. If you want a yard, what kind of neighborhood. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, all that stuff. Things that you need to think about include beyond all that stuff is also like crime rates in neighborhoods. Yeah. Living in a city, that could be a big issue. And I think, uh, I mean, in my experience, a lot of the websites, your Zillows and your Trulies and stuff like that will list also crime rates mm -hmm. um, or even give you sort of like the, the crime like heat map of yeah. like this is kind of is maybe a little sketchy if you right. are uh, uncomfortable in that yeah. kind of environment. You yeah. may not want to be there. Sure. Or you could be in a situation where your block is perfectly great, but you're surrounded by death. That's correct. <laughs> good. Oh, you're looking at me now. <laughs> Haven't died yet. Feeling pretty good. You never leave your house, though. <laughs> uh, you also want to be in a good school district, probably. And you know, even if you don't have kids that are going to take advantage of the public schools, that's going to help your resale value if you ever decide to give up this little house that yeah. you love so much. Not to mention, it's nice to be around smart people. Uh -huh. Like, you know, kids that will be smart. Yeah, you don't want to be around dumb idiots. No, no sir. sir. <laughs> <laughs> that graffiti, you want it spelled right. <laughs> so uh, you want to look at that stuff. Um, so you and you give all that information to your realtor and he or she will then take you find a bunch of places that fit your criteria, take you around. And when you find a place that you like and you make sure your finances work out and that's a big thing that we're going to come back to. <laughs> yeah, we make we're sure glossing over it for now. But <laughs> we're coming it seems back important. after the break. Yeah, very important. It's its own section. 
Uh, and then your realtor makes the offer and then you, the owner will usually say, well, how about you pay me more money? Then right. say, how about I pay you less money than that, but more money than my original offer? Right. And that Very goes on for a couple process. of years. It goes then... on for about three years, back and <laughs> forth. And then finally you all agree. And then you sit down and you go and you close is what you call it, what we call it when you finalize everything. Right. So yeah. make an offer. The offer gets accepted. House has to be inspected to make sure that, you know, you're not getting a house that's terrible. Um, there's a house has to get appraised to make sure you're not way overpaying it. So an expert will come in and say, this house is worth about this much money. So don't pay $100,000 more than that, right? Sure. So yeah, comes in and appraises the house for $100,000. You should not be paying $150,000 for it. <laughs> so things like that will happen. And if all that goes well, and then you will sit down and you will go through the closing process. And at the closing process, it's a pretty magical time, right? Yeah. Pretty fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, tell me more. Go go into a little more detail on that if you if you could. Usually, you go to a title company. Okay. So what you, the hell is that? A title company is a company that handles titles. Oh, okay. For, <laughs> on the houses, like the deeds <laughs> to the house, right? Oh, it's called a title. I get it. And so it's like a little uh, little third party place, and you go and you sit down in a room, and then your real estate agent sometimes will be there, and your lawyer lawyer lawyer, lawyer your lawyer will be there. This is shucks. Your lawyer shows up, and you <laughs> you spend you spend nanny. two weeks in Missouri, and look what happens when you come back. <laughs> My <Ooh>. God, <laughs> your lawyer shows up, and um, and the you know the other side's lawyer will show up, and you sit down, and they give you a stack of papers about six feet high, and oh. they say sign these, please, and you spend thirteen hours signing your name. And then at the end of it, you get to walk away with a house. So it sounds to me like there are just a lot of third parties involved in this that I was not necessarily aware of prior yeah. to this conversation. Yeah, it's quite a process with a lot of people Ooh. involved. Lord have mercy. Yeah, so in the closing process, you get down, you get your contract um, saying, you know, you're going to buy the house for this much money, blah, blah, blah. You have to have like proof of homeowner's insurance prior to this. You have to have proof of sometimes how can flood you get, insurance. If you're how in a can you get homeowner's insurance if you don't own a home? You got to mm. call your insurance agent. And if you don't have one, you got to get one. And he's <laughs> Say, hey, I'm looking to buy a home. If this goes through, will oh. you insure me? And they say, sure. And they give you this like certification that says, we will insure your home at this amount. All right. Month. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the way you said it made it sound like you had to have the insurance before. You have, to have proof that you can get it. Oh, I see. Okay. Right? Proof that you can get it. Got it. Okay. That, you got to have your inspection reports from when the inspection is done. Uh, you might need mortgage insurance. We'll talk about more about that in a second. Oh, Lord. Uh, I know. You have to have the appraisal. If all this sorts of shit. I'm never going to buy a house. It's too much. <laughs> and you got to take care of closing costs. So the closing costs Ugh. are things like, you know, first of all, the money that goes to all these third parties. Um, especially a real estate agent. Now, here's the good news. Usually, real estate agents will get like 3% of uh, the sale price of the house. This mm. is about how that usually breaks out. So the selling agent will get 3% and the buying agent will get 3%, right? So Riz was my buying agent. He got 3% of the money. However, since I'm buying and not selling, I didn't have to pay that. The seller pays those closing costs usually. Ah, all right. Well, that's pretty. So good. when you sell a house, you pay six percent of the uh, of the um, of the sales price to the two real estate agents who uh, who. Well, that sucks. I mean, for so the it seller. sucks when you're selling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did yeah, you, you have to do that when it. you sold your place? Did yeah. You? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole Yikes. mess. So, but you can negotiate that and say, "All right, well, we accept your offer of whatever money, but you're going to cover your own real estate agents." closing costs. Sure. And so that's negotiable, but typically the seller pays for all that. And are you able to, if you, let's say, um, uh, let's say it was you and, and you as the buyer, Hello. Um, yeah, you get, you're, you're going to pay your 3% portion of things. Okay. Can you just sort of wrap that into your mortgage? <laughs> you wrap it into the closing costs and that's all wrapped into the mortgage. It is. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. So it's not like all of a sudden you just have to have like this 
large you factor it into money. like your down payment and all that stuff okay. too. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Oh, more good. Oh, about right. Co- oh, finance. Again, the second half. It's a whole uh, thing. I read. Whole I, thing. I just yeah. remembered to read the form, the uh, outline. <laughs> yeah. So the lawyer walks you through all the papers, explains what everything is. You sign away your entire life. You sign all these pieces of paper, and when it's done. You are cash poor, my friend. <laughs> then you get the keys to a house, yeah. and then it's yours. You better hope to God nothing goes wrong with that house in the first couple of years, or you are Otherwise screwed. You are so screwed. <laughs> so uh, there you go. That's how oh, you buy a house. Oh, that was easy. It's so easy. Oh, I can't wait for to to do it. Yeah, I can't stress mm. enough the importance of a real good realtor, a real estate agent who just handles all this stuff. A lot of people will go and just buy their own house on their own, and you can do that without an agent. But boy, boy, is it is there a lot yeah. that goes into? It. I mean, it's. It's frustrating and long, tedious work, even when you have a realtor. So, uh, you know, without one, it's terrible. So find a good real estate agent. They'll handle all the little nuancey stuff for you. They'll say, here's what we need. Here's when we need it. You just supply it. It's, you know, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's certainly easier. It's great. Whew. All right. So <laughs> any questions? Uh, do you have a gun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, the big question here is how do we pay for this house? And the finances of a of a buying a house are they're a little complex, <laughs> so that's where people usually get tripped up. I think so. Um, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna collect ourselves. When we come back, we're gonna dive into how to get together the money to buy your house. Adult Harder is fueled by Lagunitas. Wow. After all this talk about buying a house and all of the insanity that goes into mm-hmm. it, I am going to get so drunk on Lagunitas. <laughs> I'm going to forget <laughs> that the option of buying a house ever even existed. <laughs> That's a great plan. I think so, right? It, yeah. It's delicious. It's fantastic. They're some of the best beers you can possibly have in the entire world. And if you drink enough of them, you could take all that aluminum and just build your own little house out of cans. <laughs> Much cheaper. And Adult Harder is also brought to you by Oats Overnight. I love Oats Overnight. You do? I do. And let me tell you why. I can't wait. Because thinking about buying a house (laughs) is just, it takes so much mental energy. Sure. It really does. Yeah. And if you have just a ton of Oats Overnight, Uh man, you are going to be so prepared to buy that house. Yeah. You're going to be fueled for the entire day. Also, think about this. You sit down for your closing date. Got a lot of paperwork to sign. Yeah. And you are suddenly, now you owe the bank $200,000. Yeah. That's a very scary moment. Yeah. And it's good to have something in your stomach that is easy to keep down and not throw up out of nervousness yeah. all over the table and paperwork. It's true. And, and people. And sometimes, you know, at these uh, types of things, there's a little bit of a celebration. Sometimes they bust out some champagne. Yeah. Instead, bust out some oats overnight. Pop that oats overnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. And since you're going to be so friggin' poor after buying that house, <laughs> you can use our promo code ADULT25 and save 25% off your order on oatsovernight.com. Yeah, buy yourself a little housewarming present. ADULT25 <laughs> when you go to oatsovernight.com and buy a freaking household breakfast like an adult. Mm. All right, you ready to do this? You ready to dive in? I am Ugh. so excited. Finance me, dude. I'm going to finance you so hard right now. <laughs> so, Ryan, uh, do you know the name of a, what we call a uh, a home loan as a name? Do you know what it is? Is it mortgage? Oh, my gosh. Look at you. You know this stuff. Yeah, it's half the battle is oh knowing the lingo. Oh, my God. I own a home now. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> when you hear people talking about mortgages, they just mean home loan, the money that they are borrowing from a bank or 
probably a bank. <laughs> Could be, I don't or, know. Or a, a private lender <laughs> or some guy in the street who said, hey, you want a house? <laughs> yeah, come here. Yeah, I got some money got for some you. Got some money for my house. <laughs> so that's a mortgage. A home loan is a mortgage. Uh, so there are a couple different options when you're choosing what kind of mortgage you should get. Usually you can choose between a 15-year mortgage and a 30-year mortgage. Sure. Which is just, you know, how long do you want to be paying this off for? Yeah. Basically, right? And I assume that um, that means also, not, I don't assume, I know. <laughs> I was, I was, okay. I was, I was playing like I didn't coy. know. <laughs> if you are choosing a 30 year mortgage, obviously your monthly payment will be um, uh, less overall. Yeah. However, however, shoot, son, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but you're going to be paying more in interest. What is interest? Interest is a little fee that you have to pay in order to borrow that money. That's right. Now, we talked about interest, of course, during our credit card episode. And that's rearing its ugly head here again with our <laughs> mortgages. Son of a bitch. And right? so the bank is happy to loan you some money, mm. but of course they are going to charge you for it in the form of interest. And the way that home mortgages work is that through this amortization schedule where you're slowly paying down your loan, you are actually front loading the payment of your interest, uh, which essentially what that means is, you know, over, say you get a 30 year loan over the course of 30 years, you're making the same monthly payment right. toward the beginning the uh, bulk of that monthly payment is going toward interest. <laughs> yeah. So you're not really paying down your actual loan principal very much at all. No. Now, about halfway through your loan period, it's half and half. Your monthly payment is, you know, half interest and uh, half principal payment. And then from there on out, it's, you know, most your monthly payment is mostly principal payment paying right. on your loan and smaller. Right. Because you're interest. paying you're paying interest on on the balance of that loan. Right. So so obviously it makes sense that, that at the very beginning, if you have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan, uh, you know, you're paying interest on the two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right. and then as time goes on, you know, you start to pay a little bit of that of that balance, and then now suddenly it's a hundred thousand dollars. You're only paying interest on the one hundred thousand dollars, right. so it makes sense that it would start to go down. Correct. Yes. So yes, thirty year mortgage is great for a lower monthly payment, but yes, in the long run, you are paying more money. Fifteen year loan means you're going to pay more monthly, but you're paying less in right. the long run. And if that doesn't make sense, I know for a fact that, that Clayton is actually putting together an Excel <laughs> document as <laughs> part of our show notes that oh. you can. Uh, that you can download and use. If you would like an amortization <laughs> schedule that we could put together for you, reach out to Ryan at Ryan at MediaEmpireMedia.com. He will send it to you, and it's uh, going to be very helpful. I thought it was part of the show notes. Oh, nope, nope, nope. It's yeah. a special email-only thing. So, uh, And Ryan is doing that. So Ryan at MediaEmpireMedia.com will give you an Excel bitch. spreadsheet. And it's very... I got to tell you, I've seen this spreadsheet. It's very useful. It, it really is. Okay. So 15-year um, versus 30-year. The other kind of thing that changes is uh, the interest itself. You can get a mortgage with a fixed rate or what we call a variable rate. E. All right. So yeah. fixed rate means whatever your interest rate is when you get the loan, that's going to be the interest rate the whole life of the loan until you pay it off. Won't change. Right. Right. It's fixed in there. Variable means it can change. This is a dangerous thing. <laughs> uh, variable rate mortgages. The idea here is that, you know, if rates get better, then your uh, interest rate will go down. Sure. Usually what happens, though, is interest rates get worse, and then over time, your interest rate goes up and up and up, and you're paying a lot more. So right. variable rates, what they like to do is say, oh, this variable, you know, if your fixed rate is going to be 4.25%, but your variable rate starts off at 3%, you think, wow, 3% is a lot less than 4.25%. I'm going with that. I'm going to go with that. And then five years later, you're paying 6% interest, Shut and you're just bitch. getting screwed. Oh, no. So generally speaking, a fixed rate is uh, probably where you want to go. 
even Makes if you end up, even if you know a variable variable rate would end up being better in the long run with a fixed rate you can plan exactly how much you're going to pay and sure there's a lot of security in that yeah there's there's a uh, an unknown when you're talking about a, a variable rate and and for the most part when we talked about credit cards and interest rates on those we were talking about a variable rate very rarely do credit card companies say this is your fixed rate forever right right it's right probably impossible actually but. that's true uh so now let's talk about how much money you actually need to buy a house if you find a house that you like, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar house, yeah, like, not here in Chicago, obviously, because it's going to give you approximately the dumpster in the gutter. <laughs> but uh, if you find a house that's worth a hundred thousand dollars, you don't need a hundred thousand dollars to give that person for that house, right? Really, <laughs> that's where the loan comes into play. Uh. You borrow money from the bank, you borrow a hundred thousand dollars to buy the house, then you pay the bank back, of course. Uh, so, Ryan, how much money do you need then in cash to buy a house? Uh. Do you need any? Uh, I think you probably need some. I think is typically um, how it works. You have to have something to put up for this thing, right? Right. The bank wants to be sure that you have some money <laughs> and will continue <laughs> to have some money. So you need to have what's called a down payment. Yeah. Now, the amount that you have for a down payment can vary pretty widely. Um, the magic number for a down payment is 20%. Sure. So if your house costs $100,000, you want to have at least $20,000. Oh, my right? God. Now, that's a lot of money, so you don't need to do that. But the reason why 20% is kind of the magic number is if you pay less than 20% down payment, this is kind of a stupid thing. Your bank will say, well, we really would feel more comfortable if you paid 20%. Sure. Since you're paying less than 20% down, we are a little concerned that you might not be very good with money and you might default on this loan or not be able to make your payments. Yeah. Therefore, we are going to charge you something called PMI or private mortgage insurance. <laughs> private mortgage insurance means the bank, if you don't pay 20% down payment to the bank, the bank says, well, there's a good chance you're not going to be able to pay us. So we're going to buy insurance. So that if you default, we don't lose any money. We're going to get, you know, insurance yeah. from this insurance yeah, yeah. company. Uh, but you're going to pay for it. And <laughs> right. not us. So it's really stupid because the bank is saying, we don't think you have enough money to pay this monthly payment. Yeah. So we're going to make your monthly payment higher. Right. Right. <laughs> it's genius. <Fucking> banks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hit 20%, you don't need to worry about that. And that's a very nice thing. Um, however, if you're okay with paying PMI, it is this money you're kind of throwing away. And that's very frustrating. Sure. But you know, it's if at a hundred thousand dollar house, it's going to be pretty low. It's going to be, you know, maybe a hundred bucks a month, probably less. Right. Uh, and you have to also weigh the, the pros and cons, right? Because I mean, you, if you're renting as I am, right, mm -hmm. you're essentially giving your money to someone else. You're right. Not, you're not exactly. There's nothing growing there. So even at a hundred or even, you know, several hundred dollars a month for this PMI insurance, mm -hmm. um, uh, in the long run, it's, it's still going to be yeah. better. I mean, I mean you, you gotta look at it. It's, it's part of the cost of Buying of uh, borrowing money, yeah, right, for sure, cost of capital, yeah. So along with your insurance or your uh, interest rate. So uh, if you don't have twenty percent, that's fine. When I uh, bought my most recent house, uh, I didn't have twenty percent. Sure, you know the house cost me a little more than two hundred thousand dollars. I did not have forty thousand dollars lying <laughs> in the bank. You didn't? I didn't. <laughs> that's weird. And I told my realtor, I said, just so you know, not in twenty five twenty percent, but I, you know, I understand this PMI. Blah, blah. He said, well, if you're not going to pay twenty percent then you should go as low as 5%. I said, right. well, I have more than 5%. And he said, no, save that for um, you know moving expenses and things because at that point, it doesn't change any of the other numbers. You might as well hold on to that money. Yeah, and actually, the, the majority of the people that I've, that I've talked to, um, including you know, those folks that I've, that I've rented from in my lifetime, have, have told me flat out, we have never put 
the full 20% down yeah. on any of the homes we've right. ever purchased. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it seems to be pretty standard at yeah. this point. And if you don't put 20% down, you can always, what we call refinance later. Yeah. If you have enough equity and money where you can finally hit that 20% ownership, you refinance, basically take out a new home loan on your home and then you're at 20% and the PMI disappears. Beautiful. And that's really nice. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. So, all right. So you've got, you know, you're paying your loan back. You've got your interest. You might have PMI. The other thing that you have to consider financially is property taxes. Uh, and that is tax on your property. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I hear in Chicago, it's actually quite cheap. Uh, that is <laughs> that is that is wildly untrue, friend. Oh. Here in Chicago, property taxes are ridiculous. Oh, wow. They're very high. Um, <laughs> usually, so you know, look at how much, you know, historically you uh, people have paid on the house that you are looking at buying. Um, and you pay those twice a year. And usually, you know, there's two ways you can pay taxes. One way is you can just handle it yourself. And twice a year, you know, you get your tax bill and you pay it just like you would any other bill. Sure. The other way to do it is through what we call an escrow account. So an escrow account is in the is a bank account with your mortgage lender, your provider. Uh, they have this separate account that you pay money into. And an escrow account just means that the money that goes in there is earmarked for one specific thing. Sure. Right. So in this case, it would be for your taxes. And so that's what I do right now with my current house. Um, as part of my monthly payment, I pay my principal, I pay the interest, I pay the PMI, and I pay a portion of my tax because I take the year's tax bill and break it into 12 and I pay one twelfth every month into that. Right. Nice. And so when taxes are due, I don't have to worry about it. Uh, the mortgage company just pulls it out of the, out of the escrow account and says, here's the taxes. And I don't have to think about it, which is very nice. Let me ask you this, uh, not related to taxes, but related to other fees. Okay. You are in a condo situation. You uh, also have to pay some fees to them. How does that work? That is correct. So if you live in a condo situation or something similar to it, you might have a homeowners association, and that's an extra monthly fee. So of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Now I don't pay mine through my mortgage. I think some HOA fees can get paid through the mortgage companies. Sure. Mine is not. It's a separate thing. So um, I pay a couple extra hundred dollars a month, and that's to condo fees. And that's you know that goes to things like uh, taking care of like snow removal in the winter and common areas, common spaces. Um, you know they fix they use that money to like fix hot water heaters, to fix roofs of the building, shared spaces and mm. things. Uh, trash, water, all that gets covered. So you pay the, like uh, two grand a year to these people, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And everybody a little does. more so. Yeah. yeah. And everybody yeah. does. Yeah. For the, so that somebody shovels the snow. Well, and and, and also the other <laughs> thing, the trash and the, the water and the repairs and. I don't, but I mean, okay. But I mean, I think we all know that snow removal and trash is not over two thousand dollars per person. Now I understand that. And this is part of my issue with 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 buying something uh -huh. like a condo sure. is it just feels like nothing like like it's going toward <laughs> nothing. I would say I agreed with that uh, yeah. until I started attending homeowners meetings really? when they talk about all the repairs that have to be done for the building okay. and that comes out of the and then at the like, for example, at the last homeowners association meeting, they said we have to make this repair. Do we want like we're starting to repair the decks and all the buildings? Okay. Do you want to pay for it out of pocket or do you want to take it out of the HOA funds? And I said, hey, friends, I vote take it out of the HOA <laughs> funds because I already paid that money. And yeah. I said, yeah, too. So now we get, you know, new decks with money we've already okay. put out. Okay. All right. Here, so. All right. So that does make so some it does, sense. Yeah. Okay. All but right. if you want to avoid that, buy a house. <laughs> just pay a lot more <laughs> just taxes. Pay a lot more in taxes and you're going to be great. It all, it all evens out eventually. <laughs> you get screwed overall. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so um, those are the finances you got to really think about. Your down payment is going to be really important. And then based on that, you're going to have your monthly uh, payment that's going to include your principal loan amount, your interest, your uh, tax amount, and PMI if you have PMI. And if you have HOA, that gets in there too. Got it. So this is why it's very important 
to know, even before you start looking for a house, how much can you afford? And the spreadsheet that Ryan's going to put together when you email him <laughs> at ryan at media, empiremedia.com, it's going to go a long way for that. Yeah. Um, because you can't trust the banks to do it. Right. And uh, here's, a, here's a little story about why. Oh, boy. The first time I went to buy a house, my wife and I mm. looked at our finances. We did the math. And we decided, at most, given our salaries and all this stuff and what we were comfortable with, we decided, at most, we could afford a $250,000 house. Sure. Okay. We went to the bank. They ran the paperwork. They did check our credit scores. They looked at our pay stubs, blah, 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 blah. Looked at all that stuff. And then the bank uh, bank guy came. <laughs> the, the banker. The, the banker. That's There it is. <laughs> came and he said, all right, good news. You've been approved for a $500,000 mortgage. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> oh, no, sir. Because I can tell you, I could not pay a $500,000 mortgage. No. And if you if you do make a, a an amortized loan schedule or, or even, I mean, there are apps on, on the internet at this point, sure. websites and stuff. Type it in. You you could figure out your monthly payment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty straightforward because yeah. you know how much you pay now and rent and things like that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So before you even <laughs> look at houses, certainly before you go to the bank, figure out how much you can reasonably pay and leave yourself a cushion still um, and really stick to that number. If you can't go above it, don't go above it. It yeah. can be really tempting. If you see a great place, it's like ten or twenty thousand dollars higher than your max. You can think, oh, you know, I could if I spent less on, you know, going out, I could do, you know, don't don't do, don't fall into that trap. Yeah. All right. Know what you can spend uh, in advance and don't go above it. Ryan, do you have any uh, other questions about how to finance this whole? Yeah, I do. Actually, could you just give me some money? I uh, need to buy a house, and I just I just need some money that you could just give me to have for. What life. happened? Let me ask you this question: What happened mm. all to all your money? Which money? The money that you make. What? I don't know. Where? Um, which part? <laughs> it's, it goes, it's gone. <laughs> it goes. It goes to alcohol. It goes to rent. Uh, animals. Beds. Furniture. Okay. So the last thing we want to talk about is the idea of equity. Oh, we almost forgot, but we didn't. We came back to it. We said equity is a really important part of buying a house. And you talking about renting um, reminded me of this. Yes. So equity, again, is ownership in something. You might think, well, who who cares? What's the importance of that? And it really, in terms of buying a house, it comes down to this. When you're renting a place, that's you're paying money that you're not going to get back. Right. When you own a place, you're paying money. And some of it you're not going to get back. Some of it is interest payment that's just gone forever. But that principal amount that you pay is going toward your home ownership, right? So you're paying down your loan. If you pay $100 toward your principal of your loan this month, then you own $100 more of your house, right? Right. So uh, the idea here is that, you know, you're the more you pay down, the more equity you get, the more ownership of your house you get from the bank, you know, you're taking it away from the bank. Then when you sell your house, that is money you will theoretically make back, right? So if you sell your house for the same thing that you bought it for, Whatever you paid into your monthly, uh, whatever you your equity is, that's your profit, right. essentially. Yeah. Right. So you're kind of paying into a bank account for yourself to be taken out at a future date. Yeah. Uh, when we sold our first house, I was amazed at um, how much money came out of that, like how much cash came out of that. You don't think about it, but we lived there for you know five and a half years, and we paid you know monthly into this, and I, we ended up with. A decent enough amount of money that uh, I could move and buy a new place. And can I have some of that money? No, it's gone now oh. because I bought a new place. Uh, and so that's the trap, man. But that's come the back trap. in like ten years. If I sell this place, <laughs> maybe you can have some dollars. Yeah, yeah. So that's what equity means. Equity is ownership. You're paying down your mortgage. You're paying down your loan. You're owning. You're owning more of your house when you sell it. 
however much you've paid down, that's what you have access to. And then if you sell it for more than what you bought it for, Ooh. that's more equity. Yeah. You get all that. I like that. You buy a place for 100000 you sell it for 125000 That's automatically $25,000 you get in your pocket. I like when money goes into my pocket. That's the best time. Big fan, dude. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go sell a house. That sounds like a great idea. Do you have one of those to sell? No. This is going to be a real hard problem for you. No. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Hey, special thanks to Stephen Luna for writing our theme song. Special thanks, thanks to dude. Emily Schiavone for being our associate producer. Thanks, dude. Where is Emily Schiavone? She, she's she has not, been very MIA lately. She's not, she's not helping us <laughs> stay on task, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Ugh. All right, well, better luck to her and us next week. We'll see you all then. Media Empire Media. <laughs> I have a cold. You do? Well, why are we trapped in a room together? I don't know. I don't want to be here. Let's I don't want to share get a beer. Sick. No. No.